Welcome to On Texas Football. It's time to grade the horns. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Jerry Hamilton. Uh, this uh, episode brought to you by the Rodman Firm. Uh, Jerry, I, I've got to tell you, uh, Longhorns uh, beating BYU 35-6, to it wasn't always pretty, uh, but the Longhorns got it done on Saturday afternoon. And, you know, we can go position by position. We're also going to talk and give grades uh, by uh, unit, so the offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, let's start with maybe the the story of the day, Malik Murphy, uh, his first start as a Longhorns. Let's start off with the quarterback, a young man out of Gardena, Sarah, uh, did not start strong, uh, clearly, through an easy pick, also had a fumble uh, in the first half, but he felt like he calmed down a little bit and controlled the offense the rest of the way. What was your take on Malik Murphy? Yeah, I thought uh, I gave him a B minus. Uh, look, the, the thing for him was his first time getting hit in a football game since he got injured his senior year. I mean, that's a long time for him to go without getting hit, knocked to the ground, get up limping, have to play through it, right? Feel pressure, maybe feel pressure if it's not there. Things young quarterbacks go through, especially guys that haven't been hit for a while. I gave him a B minus. Um, I think the uh, it, it's, a, it's a really good – game for Sark to have some teachable points with him um, because he made he made good decisions at times um, he, he ex, as expected he had a couple three decisions he could have he wanted back he had the one bad interception he almost had one on the goal line it would have been a pick six uh, that throw was way too late it, um, but here's the thing Sark can sit here and, and can go to Malik and say look here's what you did well and it's on tape okay now here's what you can't do against Kansas State you can't play this game off your back foot. We don't arm strength is one thing. Arm strength's the gated off your back foot. The position can't be played off your back foot unless you're under extreme duress and have no other choice. So I, I give him a B minus. I thought he brought energy. I thought uh, as expected, he was excited for his start. I thought he took some hits and got up and kept going because he was limping for a little while there. Um, I thought he made. You know, look, I, I thought he made some really good throws. I thought his best throw of the day was the last TD to A.D. Mitchell on the RPO because if you go back and watch that, that ball had to be out in front of A.D. Mitchell for him to score. If it's behind him or if he has to slow down, BYU had three guys that would have converged on him on the five-yard line. But that ball being out in front of him gave him the ability to immediately turn, catch it, turn his head, find defenders, work through defenders, get to the end zone. Uh, so I thought I thought Malik did what he does really well in that game. But here's the thing for him moving forward is I, teams are going to pressure him up the middle that he's not a, he's, he's a pocket passing quarterback and he's going to have to make better decisions in those situations. You can't play off your back foot and play at a high level. Uh, I, I interested you gave him a B minus. I, I understand why because I'm going to say it this way. Making his first start and the way he settled down as the game went on, I would actually give him a B plus. Yeah, he threw through two TT through two TDs, uh, had one uh, pick and one uh, uh, fumble, uh, but he also threw a couple other balls that I think could have been picked. To your yeah. uh, point, I would give him a B plus for expectations for me because I was coming in thinking B minus C plus was what I was expecting from B from Malik. Overall, I give him a B plus. If I were grading him for real, those two turnovers, I'm talking about a C uh, because neither one of them were good. Uh, furthermore, he threw a couple too many balls into uh, harm's way. So I get, I get your B minus. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I think there's two ways to look at this. Uh, I think it was an encouraging right. start for Malik Murphy. 
my question now, and this is going to be the question that we'll talk about all week, baby, basically, is this. It was good enough for BYU. Is that good enough for Kansas State? My answer to that is probably not. Probably so we've not. got to see him improve from game one to yeah. game two. Big all right, let's go to running backs. Uh, Jonathan Brooks is toying with 100 yards every week. Uh, one away last week from 100 yards against Houston. Two away this week uh, against BYU. But what I liked about the running backs, Jerry, I felt like it was truly running back by committee to, uh, on, on Saturday. Yeah. Not only did you have Jonathan Brooks, Cedric Baxter got involved. Uh, Keelan Robinson got a nice carry. Then you had uh, Savion Red. Uh, a couple of different ways getting the ball. Jaden Blue scores a touchdown out of the blue, kind of. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. all told, I thought four or five different running backs truly contributed on Saturday afternoon. And now um, this blue shirt isn't because of BYU or Jaden Blue. It's just happened to be what I have on. Uh, but, look, I thought you know, if you look at the numbers combined, they rushed 34 times for 202 yards with Jaden Blue's late run. But I I'll tell you what, we saw a little triangle formation. I think, yep, yep. I think Keelan Robinson, if you can get him involved two or three times a game, he's now looking like more of a big play guy to me from the running back position. I think that's something to take note of moving forward, um, especially if Malik Murphy's going to be the quarterback because they've got to do some different things with him, right? It, it, they have to take a little pressure off of him. Uh, he's a young quarterback, bottom line. Um, so I like that. I like getting the ball to Keelan Robinson a little bit. Look, I mean, Jonathan Brooks and C.J. Baxter combined for 25 for 120. Not as not the best numbers, but some of that, if you take away some of those red zone carries, right, which do count, but if you take away the red zone carries where Texas is just struggling to get the push, then those numbers are closer about to where they have been on the season. Yeah, I think that's impacted largely not by them, but by the situation and yeah. uh, the offense line, which we'll get to their grade later. So, so I, gave him, I, gave him, I gave him an A minus, Bobby. Yeah, I, me too. I, I I agree with that. Now you and I talked previous to this, and we 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 both said A A minus. You know, maybe Jonathan Brooks could have been more aggressive in pass protection on that uh, one turnover by Malik, uh, the fumble. Uh, look, A minus. Uh, they were not. Uh, I want to say this. They were not necessarily why Texas won that game. They were pieces of it. So I, I couldn't give them a, a real A either. All right, before we go to the wide receivers, I want to say uh, thank our sponsor, and that's Tim Rodman of the Rodman Firm. This episode of On Texas Football is brought to you by the Rodman Firm, PLLC. Tim Rodman and his group are committed to serving your needs in business, commercial and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout Texas. Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Call Texas grad Tim Rodman at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. Uh, just a reminder, they are statewide and can help you anywhere you live in the state of Texas. Hey, um, wide receiver play, Jerry. I went back and, and rewatched the game last night uh, uh, for uh, Texas. Uh, before I was doing the rapid reactions with Justin and now uh, with you as well uh, on the wide receivers. Uh, it looked to me on first blanche that Texas may have had some real drops, uh, Xavier Worthy in particular, uh, but one of them was tipped at the line of scrimmage, so thrown behind him. Uh, so I, I, I excuse that because basically I thought it was going to be, I thought that was a real time, a, a drop in real time. It wasn't really. 
another ball deep in the end zone was a competitive catch. He did not get his hands on it first. The defender did right. uh, upon replay. Uh, the only one I thought he may have dropped was a third and short uh, from Malik that was well-placed. That was kind the of low a low outside ball. The low yeah, outside ball. We're going to have to dive for it. Yeah. Outside of that, Adonai Mitchell played really, really well. Uh, I, you know, we saw him have two touchdown catches and do what he does best, which is use his body and make it a difficult catch, uh, kind of posting up, you know, inside uh, on that long ball. But, I mean, they weren't asked to do a ton – Seven, like seven they, receptions for 86 yards out of the out of the entire wide receiver group, which is a strong room. Yeah, seven for seven for 86. That's that's interesting, but that's also a byproduct of who you're playing. Yeah. And a freshman or a rookie. Young, uh, young quarterback better, better that was checked down to the backs, throws the tight ends more. I mean, look, you set 16 completions, only seven of them went to wide receivers. Now, I thought that was interesting in the game. So I would say this, based on not so much their impact on the game, right. but the lack of overall production, I gave them a B, and that's what you and I talked about. Yeah. You you still agree with that, with yeah. that grade? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, I think B – I mean, look, maybe B-plus Jordan Whittington uh, did his job, but he never got a target right. I mean, he's impactful in the run game. Um, I think there's been improvements, incremental imp increment improvements – uh, there in the run game as the seasons moved along, but they just they didn't have enough opportunities, enough uh, plays to be made there, enough targets. I would say first time starting quarterback. So yeah, I'm good with a B. I'm going to say this: um, while we give them a B overall, I'm not so sure that Worthy Mitchell and the Texas defensive line weren't actually the differences in this right. game because Mitchell made the big catch in the end zone, also caught caught one later. Uh, worthy with the big punt return. That's separate, obviously. We don't count that as the wide receiver play. But then the defensive line, literally down. I'm not so sure those three guys or those three people, even though we only give the wide receivers a B, may be the right grade. Hey, hey, by the this way, I want, to, be, I want to say something else. Xavier Worthy on his own gets an A-plus in this game, but we'll get the special teams later. Yeah, exactly. Tight end. Uh, tight end is next. Man, I – <laughs> this is I am I am torn with this because if if I were talking about just pass catching, I may I might give uh Jatavian Sanders an A plus. Right. He made two fantastic grabs. One that on a ball that probably shouldn't have been thrown in retrospect that that uh, JT Sanders got lit up on. Another one was a beautiful ball from Malik Murphy uh that uh, JT really uh, went up and, and grabbed away from anybody else uh, and controlled it. The problem I'm having with this grade, Jerry, uh is I think they were poor in the run game. I mean, they are part of the problem in the run game right now. JT Sanders is is just not getting it done. Gunnar Helm was under underwhelming uh, as a blocker in this game, and that's part and partial what's going on on the goal line. It's it's not the primary issue, I don't think, but it's part of it. Uh, because of that, I gave him a B plus. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with that grade. And the way I, the way I look at JT Sanders is if he'll go attack a K-State defender in the run game, the way he attacks the football in the air next week, Texas has a much better chance to win. I, 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 JT Sanders is going to have to get the work. He attacks the, the ball in the air, a defender like he does a ball in the air. He attacks that ball in the air with conviction, physicality, and just sure-handed want to. Texas needs that in the run game or in pass protection from JT Sanders. Uh, because uh, the the last four games of this this schedule are going to require it. I want to I want to be clear here. It's not that they are 
missing assignments either. Right. They're just not winning their battles in yes. the run game enough. Yes. That, that's, that's and look, JT Sanders is a arm length neutral player. Gunner Helm is not though. No, nah, he's Gunner not. Helm, Gunner Helm has some length to him. So so for Sanders to overcome that in the run game, he's got to do it with physicality and want to. Because at the next level, he's in a disadvantage when they ask him to do that with a neutral wingspan. So you have to really attack it with want to and physicality to overcome a, a deficit that you were born with, just not really long arms. And you're going to play against guys with long levers, and they're going to attack you that way. Got it. All right. Uh, let's go. Let's go B plus there. Offensive line. I tell you what, uh, they didn't give up much. In I mean, they they gave Malik Murphy time when he did drop back for the most part, and let unless BYU was just on an all out blitz. Yes. They they did rush thirty four times for two hundred and two yards, but I'm going to tell you they looked bad in short yardage situations, not just on the goal line, but also. Uh, in third and shorts, they did not really do much there that that would be impressive. They're having problems getting movement. Uh, I will add this: Cole Hudson returned and played his first uh, extended period, uh, subbing in for DJ Campbell. He looked like he was back and ready, uh, in my opinion. Um, they, they Kyle Flood, if they're going to want to get a push in third and short, they need to start tinkering with the offensive line uh, because I don't think Hayden Connor's up to it. I don't think you can put Hayden Connor and Jake Majors together and expect it against good teams. Um, what are your it's thoughts too, overall? too much on tape at this point. It's too easy to attack in those situations. Yeah, I gave him a B, uh, gave him a B minus. Um, look, I, I think, uh, you know, is Kelvin Banks going to be healthy until bowl season until he has four weeks off? Probably not. Not 100%. He looked good, though. I mean, he, he looks Christian good. Jones, I thought, looked good. Yeah, yeah. The tackles are playing well. I think Banks is just – he's kind of just playing through that ankle. So, he maybe he's not playing at that All-American level we expected, but he's he's getting closer. He's getting better. He looks better than he did against Oklahoma movement-wise. Um, but, yeah, getting Cole Hudson back I, I thought was key. D DJ Campbell, you know, probably had some minor banged-up stuff at some point during that game. Uh, but yeah, I'm going B minus because look, at the same time, inexperienced quarterback behind them, there maybe there's some communication issues there at times as well. Um, I think Stark kind of uh, talked about that in the press conference. So I'm going to go with B minus. But at the end of the day, the crazy thing about this is that, and we've said this, Texas is going to give up some sacks. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is because it's longer developing pass routes and they're asking a lot of offensive line tight ends and pass pro. Um, so you're going to, you're going to give up some pressures and sacks in the scheme. Uh, but what you're going to deliver is going to be chunk yardage plays and explosive plays because of that. But it's really the goal line where you see the lack of push. I mean, and, and that's really why it's a B minus for me in this game. I gave him a C plus B minus uh, yeah. only just over 300 yards of total offense. Uh, the problem I had is they only have one real sustained drive. I believe of greater. They got than some the, short fields because of turnovers. That short fields because of turnovers, good punt returns. Yeah, uh, but that good drive was the two-minute drive with that resulted in the Adonai Mitchell uh, touchdown. So, uh, look, a couple of turnovers. Uh, I would give it a, a C plus, B minus. Uh, my comment again, as I went back to quarterback, and we know that Steve Sarkeesian says quarterbacks the most. Was it a good enough performance from this offense to beat Kansas State? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Boy, I don't know about that because the defense would have to really come to play yeah. against the Wildcats. I, I, get, I think I ended with a C+. Uh, in part, uh, I would maybe have given it a C-, minus. to be fair, Jerry, had it been um, a situation where Texas, even though they scored 35, they just had so many opportunities. Right. All right, let, let's go on the, to the defensive line. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Jerry, I think that this this defensive line is – they were the difference in this game. They controlled BYU. They yeah. put pressure on the quarterback, whether it was Tavondre Sweat, seven and a half tackles. Uh, they had 12 tackles for loss overall the entire defense. But, boy, I, I felt it was started up front. Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, Alfred Collins, Justice Fink, a number of guys. Uh, what do you think of the defensive line? Yeah, I mean, I, I went A-plus for these guys. I mean, look, it's not a D-line that's going to sack the quarterback a lot, but it's a it's a defensive line that can control the line of scrimmage. And going into this game, there, were, there was one thing you said had to happen. Uh, and this is the way I've looked at Texas all year. If the D-line, enter D-line, plus Collins playing that five is kind of your strengths, you have to win that battle every game. Um, and I thought they dominated that battle against BYU, who is a experienced offensive line, not a high-end offensive line, but experienced offensive line. I thought Texas dominated up front. There was one play in the second quarter in the watch with us where Rod Babers and I were on with Aaron Hogan, and we literally had to count how many pairs of feet were on the BYU side of the line of scrimmage on a play. You're having a really dominant day when we're sitting there on the replay counting how many players were on the other side of the line of scrimmage, and it was three or four. All defensive line guys. I That's what you're dominating, Bobby. I want to say this and add this group. Uh, some guys got some more playing time and actually yeah. did something with it. Uh, mentioned Justice Finkley. He had the strip sack. Uh, Jamon Tapp was in there. Jare Bledsoe got extra time as well. Uh, he Probably the, the most plays he's had as a Longhorn yeah. in any game. Uh, uh, Aaron Bryant was in. Trill Carter in. They rotated pretty heavily. Uh, so it wasn't just a one-man attack, although – Boy, I thought Tavondre Sweat played a whale of a game. All right, uh, linebacker, linebackers. Uh, Jerry, mixed bag for me. Um, sometimes they look good and sometimes they look lost in coverage. Again, uh, now clearly BYU, do, BYU couldn't do much about that, but uh, your overall thoughts, Jalen Ford led the team in tackles with 11. Yeah, going into this game, I think we knew J Jalen Ford was going to have a really good game because there wasn't the QB run game threat. So he could actually... He could be out there playing to his strength, which is a really active, instinctive Mike backer from hash mark to hash mark, right, with the ability to play to the numbers. He's not a sideline to sideline athlete. He can play maybe to the numbers um, against some teams. But, uh, look, I thought he was active. I thought he had good timing on his blitzes. 
um, 11 tackles. He was going to have a good game this week. Next week, he goes back to a team that's going to try to put him in conflict every snap. Uh, but uh, I thought he was solid. I thought Anthony Hill was active. I look, I think Texas, I, I don't think this is a group outside of Ford that's going to be, their strength is going to be in pass coverage. And I just think they kind of are what they are. Uh, so with that, I'm going B minus uh, with the understanding that they were out of position in pass coverage. But I just don't, we're eight games in. I, I Why is it going to improve if it hasn't yet? I'm going to put this, and that, that's going to hurt Texas down the road because they're going to they're going to play some better quarterbacks uh, and better offenses. Uh, but I will I will add this: uh, Maurice Blackwell played his most uh, snaps. Great point, game. Bobby. That was his best game at Texas as a linebacker. He was yep. active, athletic. He added athleticism to that position. Yeah, he and he and uh, Anthony Hill uh, both had five tackles on the day. Uh, David Benda, by the way, did not see as much action as he normally has. Anthony Hill was actually the start. I think a B is a fair grade there. Hey, and by the way, Maurice Blackwell is going to have – he's going to have a role next week playing against Avery Johnson. He needs to. State quarterback that's going to run it. Because Avery Johnson is going to run it outside the tackles. Yep, interesting. All right, uh, good good point there, Jerry. Defensive backs, the secondary ended up with two turnovers. Jade Barron created one of them with a tip ball that, that uh, Terrence Brooks picked off. Uh, then another one, another tip ball. Michael Taft comes down with and makes a nice return, by the way. Yeah. I think that set up uh, Texas in, in BYU territory deep. Um, your thoughts overall on the on the secondary? Were they really tested by that's, this BYU group? That's why it's a tough grade for me. I'm going B because they did their job well, but they weren't tested. This was not the U of this was not Matthew Golden, Man Jack, Sammy Brown. This was not the Oklahoma receiver core. The good news for Texas now we're we're gonna be, get into the Kansas State game. Kansas State doesn't have dudes at receiver like Houston, so they don't have QB run game threat uh, and guys like Matthew Golden and Samuel Brown and Man Jack out there. And so that's the good news moving forward. Is I think it's it's a somewhat of an incomplete. I'm going B because they did their job. But, yeah, BYU did not have the athleticism to truly test them to say, all right, how are y'all going to respond after last week? Yeah, And I'm not sure that's going to happen until Fort Worth, by the way. Yep. Hey, Derek Williams had a chance. Could could have picked the ball off had he turned. Yeah. Uh, that was one that I noted. Uh, Ryan Watts came back. I think that's a, a positive yes. note that we need to mention. Uh, everybody else. Manny Muhammad came back from a little minor injury. Yep. Stinger came back and played. It seems like everybody is back there uh, at the very least. Uh, now, can they actually make that into something and make it into a unit? And everybody's back, I say, except for one exception. That's Jalen Catalan. We need to keep an eye on him yeah. uh, this week. All right, defense overall, Jerry, held the team, a Division One team, to less than 300 yards total offense and six points. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's not an A – uh, other than the long drive that Texas inexplicably played nine yards off on fourth and two yeah. um, on, at cornerback, other than that long drive, BYU really didn't do much at all that, that bothered Texas on Saturday. No, no, not at all. I mean, look, it, when the game was in the balance, I think BYU had 210-ish yards. That would be their lowest output in the Big 12 when a game's in the balance. So Texas did their job defensively, 12 tackles for loss, couple sacks, couple of interceptions, won the turnover battle. Um, so, I mean, that that I think uh, the defense as a whole, I'm going to go A- minus because they did their job. Um, I, I'm not going to go A-plus because they didn't, like, suffocate 
you know, a team. They didn't create two pick sixes, strip fumbles that go back for touchdowns, knock a quarterback out of the game. They didn't like put together some suffocating performance, but they did their job really well. I, I thought I will be I'd be a little bit different. I thought that other than uh Jerry, the 10 minute drive in the second quarter, they were pretty suffocating generally. Um the the problem I have is that you can't let people have 10 minute drives, period, right. ever. Right. Um, and that's part of the problem that Texas has to has to get away from somehow. And it's some, you know, whether it's communication among the secondary and the coaches or what is it, you can't play nine yards off a wide receiver on fourth and two. I period. Uh, I gave him an A minus as well, although I think I could have been satisfied with an A probably. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we go forward and, and do the special teams grade and do the offensive and defensive MVP, I want to say this. Uh, thank you to Tim uh, Rodman of the Rodman Firm. Uh, Tim and his group are committed to serving your business needs in business, commercial and residential real estate, construction law, and more throughout the state of Texas. Tim and his team pride themselves on detailed representation and developing long-lasting relationships with their clients. Remember, Tim and his group are statewide. Call Tim at 281-343-3382 or visit rodmanfirm.com. Uh, that's rodmanfirm.com. Thanks, Tim, for your sponsorship of Grading the Horns. Uh, Jerry, special teams, a 70-yard punt, good coverage overall, maybe yeah. one broken coverage on the kick return uh, by the opposing team, but really the the punctuation mark, in my opinion, happened early. It got Texas set up. We Texas needed something to happen on Saturday that would start the game right to give Malik Murphy the opportunity to even make mistakes without feeling like they were catastrophic, in my opinion. Xavier Worthy and the punt return team did that with the big punt return by X-Man. Yeah, I, again, I, mean, I think the special teams were solid. I go... I'm going to go A-plus because of the punt return. Um, it would have been A-plus-plus if Bird Auburn had got a couple of uh, chippy field goals um, there, uh, chip shot field goals. Uh, but, yeah, I thought they did their job. I thought they won the special teams battle. That's what that's what you go and ask. How many phases of the game did you win uh, on, on Saturday after the game's over? And, and they won that phase of the game. Obviously, Xavier Worthy's punt return was huge uh, for Texas. I wondered who was going to get one back this year. Was it going to be him on – on punt or Keelan on kickoff return. Keelan got close against U of H, having a really big one. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I give him, a, I give him a saw, I give him an A plus because I, I just don't know how we grade them negative. Like because BYU, here's the thing, BYU obviously knew they couldn't drive the field on Texas, so they tried to get something in the return kickoff return game. When otherwise, if a team, if they had a better offense, they'd have just fair caught those balls. So they tried to get something. So they had enough attempts where they were going to do something on one return. It still wasn't an explosive return, uh, but they were going to attempt it just because they knew they couldn't drive the field on Texas. So it kind of forced their hand in the kick return game. Yeah, I just want to say this. I don't like it when the kicker has to make a tackle. And Will Stone <laughs> had to make a tackle on Saturday. Uh, all right. Uh, overall, you gave him A. I think, I think that's fair. Offensive and defensive players of the game. Who does the game ball go to on offense for you? Um, I'm going to say A.D. Mitchell for me. And here's why. Um, his plays, I think, helped settle Malik down. He had the first catch of the game. He had the big touchdown catch where the safety got turned around. But he, he made that play. You know, if you don't make that play, then Malik, oh, man, 
You know, I mean, he made plays. Then the touchdown on the RPO, even though it was late in the game's one, that was an outstretched, arms-extended snatch of a fastball. And then he turned it up and scored. I thought A.D. Mitchell is my MVP because I think he did the most to help a first-time starting quarterback with his opportunities. I, I think that's a great call, Jerry. Defense, uh, I'm going to say this one for us. I think you got to go with Tavondre Sweat. Yeah. Seven and a half tackles, just was an absolute man-child against BYU early and often. Um, again, uh, he and Byron Murphy controlled the middle of the field uh, for, for the most part. I yeah. mean, there were times Texas got gashed, but that was when – uh, other defensive tackles were in the game, to be fair. Um, Sweat just uh, continues to look more and more like a potential first-round draft pick. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, he was he was 50 pounds a tackle. 350 pounds, seven tackles. I mean, he dominated that game. You know, it's interesting to me um, with this team is if, you know, that Sweat continues to get favorable matchups. It's like Byron Murphy is, is drawing a lot of uh, to his way. And that to me is what made when a guy's playing great. When you get favorable matchups, are you dominating your opponent? And Tavondre Sweat's dominating his opponent 90% of the time this season. And he did, certainly did Saturday. He's going to go up against Cooper Beebe a lot this coming week. The this is the, this is the matchup I've been waiting for, Bobby. We're going to get into it. But when we looked at the schedule this year, we talked about it. K State off, interior offensive line. It has the best chance to neutralize Texas's strength on defense. And that yep. game is coming up Saturday in Austin. It's going to be fascinating to watch. All right. Uh, special teams, uh, Xavier Worthy. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this, actually. I, I said it mid-episode mid, uh, here. I thought the differences in the game really, truly were Worthy, Worthy's punt return, A.D. Mitchell coming through in the clutch, and the Texas defensive line. 100%. You, you switch those players. On to the other team, the other team wins. Yeah. Uh, that That's how I felt, even though it was a 35-6 to six game. I also would say this. It was a game where we saw depth from Texas uh, really come true. You mentioned Maurice Blackwell. Right. Anthony Hill had some devastating hits. Uh, Texas had more team speed, clearly, clearly. than BYU. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, grading the horns, good stuff. Uh, Texas wins 35-6. to six. Thanks again, to Tim Rodman and his uh, group at the Rodman Firm, uh, PLLC. Uh, Jerry, I also want to mention this. We have plenty of post-game coverage, and we're going to start looking forward to Kansas State this week. So make sure you guys check us out on InsideTexas.com. That's InsideTexas.com. Right now we have a special two months for $1. Uh, make sure you use the promo code OTFIT23. That's OTFIT23. Uh, and make sure you check the monthly option. Jerry, uh, any final thoughts before we get going? And we have the we have the live stream tonight with Rod Babers. Yeah, we're going to get into the live stream tonight, but this is what you play for right here. I mean, look, reality. Here's the reality of this weekend's games. Texas K-State's going to be the focus. OU's at Oklahoma State. Kansas at Iowa State. The top six teams all play each other on Saturday in the Big 12. This Big 12 race is going to take form Saturday. Absolutely. Great point. Good stuff, Jerry. All right, um, man. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been Grading the Horns on Texas Football.